Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, it's been real busy lately, everybody. Yeah. I know. Yeah, man. Life's been wild. I don't, I don't know. I just thought I would throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, into the school year, we, uh, we're doing Spongebob the Musical over here. That's taking up a ton of time. It's going to be fantastic. I think everybody should make a trip to Huntington, West Virginia this summer. <laughs> Last three weekends in June, come to the Ritter Park Amphitheater. Check out our great show. I don't make any money off of it. I don't know if I, but let me clarify. I don't get paid for any of it. It's all volunteer. Uh, I just, I do it for the love of the game. Yeah. The theater game. That's a thing theater people say. It's not. Maybe. Maybe it is. Um. I mean, I work an office job full-time now, so there's that, too. It's been a busy time over here. Yeah, we had a weird moment where I, uh, we got, Riley and I get our hair done by the same person. And Riley went in and couldn't do... Uh, I used to get rose gold, like a pink put in my hair. Yeah. And I can't do that now. Couldn't do it, yes, because she is a professional and has to look professional and so can't have, like... I don't know. What is your rule? Like, not a naturally occurring hair color? Yeah. I think that if I was in the office all the time, it wouldn't be that big of a deal because my boss is pretty cool. But I think it's the going in a courtroom kind of thing, Um, especially a courtroom in West Virginia. Um, Not a naturally occurring hair is kind of the thing. I'm also already working with, like, multiple visible tattoos, so I'm trying to limit the amount of looks I get from people. (laughs) Um, Now, I, on the other hand, was able to go in... And I was just going to do like my normal, my normal little cut, like my bangs were getting long. And sometimes I get some highlights, you Mm -hmm. know, for the summer. And then she talked me into pink. Well, you do not have to have a doctor. You don't have to look professional. (laughs) That's what she said. She said, are you allowed to do this with your job? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, hospitals are so understaffed these days. I don't, I mean... There's no way. They're not going to fire me over pink hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no way. I don't want to work there if they would. How do you like that? Oh. Eat that. Well, if you want a career where you can really have as, as weird a hair and piercings as tattoos as you could ever dream of, you could always work in food service. The downside, of course, is you're working in food service. <laughs> Well, I don't have that. But the, see, that's a skill set, though. Don't, don't you know, don't no, degrade no, no. yourself. That's I a mean, skill set you have, and I do not have. Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 I like what I do. It is just, you know, it's very not, not well-paid, difficult mm. labor that people assume you must not be intelligent to be doing with your life, which is no. incredibly wrong. Uh, but, you know, it's part, part of the gig. No, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't think that's true at all. Um, and, uh, I, I guess I just wanted to find a job where I also could have whatever color hair I wanted or tattoos or whatever. Well, I guess you become good enough at anything and you can do whatever you want because anyone asks you and you're like, well, you need me. So. See, that's what I was thinking is I think that eventually at some point in my career, I could probably go back to having my pink hair because I never had like vibrant pink hair. It was like yours right now, like Mm -hmm. highlights that were, that were pink. Um. I think at some point I could go back to that, but my level of status I have right now is non-existent. Yeah, I wouldn't so, have had pink hair as a med student. Yeah, um, because the, I think that would have been a problem. Yeah, and I think I mean, and that's not fair. I'm not saying that's okay, but like I do think it would have limited some of my options, um, and it wouldn't have been so easy. Like I mean, I was working really hard and doing really well. I'm mm-hmm. not saying like I just skated through. Like I worked really hard, but like I was able to get the residency I wanted and get the job I wanted afterwards and stuff um, and I don't know if that would have been as easy if I had had pink hair I, I will say that but now uh, most of the medicine I do is for free so, so there you go it's interesting because I feel like doctors should look like and probably true for lawyers too actually should look like like there should be a variety of, of types of people so that everybody feels comfortable with the service they're getting like I I don't know if I, if I had a, a a, a criminal situation and my lawyer rolled in with like sleeves and a septum ring and be like, all right, this dude's going to take care of me. <laughs> He's going to make sure I get out. I I mean, I think you're right. And I hope that we're moving in that direction 
Because like I and I will say I know lawyers who have like different colors in their hair mm-hmm. and have tattoos and stuff like mm-hmm. I, I and I definitely I am not the only doctor that has, you know, different colored hair or whatever. So I do think we're moving in that direction. I still think there's sort of like an old school attitude on the part of some people um, that I don't know, has some sort of idea of what it looks like to be professional that is no longer applicable to society. I tell people often that the legal profession is about 50 years behind the rest of the world constantly, just in terms of like what's acceptable and who's in power and what's okay. I think in another 50 years, maybe we'll be at a point where it's like, oh, wait, you don't just have to wear like gray or black or brown suits and no tattoos and natural colored hair and no piercings and look miserable all the time. Mm -hmm. Not that all the lawyers I know are like that, but I just think that that's the society... I'll tell you, societal norm right now. I don't know if this happened with other professions, but I feel like that happened a little bit in medicine because of the pandemic, because Mm -hmm. um, we were encouraged, at least at my facility, and I imagine a lot of facilities, to wear scrubs all the time, as opposed to something that you could like take off and replace quickly, you know, something that's disposable in the worst case scenarios, but like not to wear nice clothes from home like at least at our hospital the white coats i mean there are still some people who wear them i guess but like for the most part you don't see them much anymore because they carry germs because you wear them all the time from room to room like a lot of that sort of artifice went away and we wore what we needed to wear to take care of people um and while some of that i've seen swing back not completely and like i it is i have not gotten a nobody says a word to me for walking the halls in my chuck taylor's my scrub pants and a t-shirt and that is like my uniform Mm -hmm. when I'm at work and I mean I wear I don't wear t-shirts that have like beer on them or something (laughs) just a t-shirt with the word beer on it I'm gonna get you that (laughs) you're both laughing but I could take you upstairs and show you like 10 different t-shirts in my closet that have something to do with beer or drinking I just like that's your go-to not like butts or like a bad word like beer i have a lot of brewery t-shirts like if we visit somewhere yeah. so i have a lot of shirts that talk about breweries mm-hmm. and so they might have like a picture of a beer or like a little beer slogan or like i have a, that show three sheets that used to be on mm-hmm. oh, yeah. i have a shirt that i love that says three sheets but you can't wear that to the hospital you can't wear a shirt that says three sheets to the hospital <laughs> so i also do not wear those when i'm providing free medical care i don't wear those i have like solid color t-shirts mm-hmm the professional t-shirt. The professional solid colored t-shirt. You know, professional solid colored t-shirt, yeah. of course. <laughs> a business uh, tee. You know, you got your business tees and your party party tees. Party tees. And your party tees. Your parties. Parties. I don't wear tank tops. I feel like that would be too far. Yeah. Um do you know uh, who also always wore scrub pants and a t-shirt? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Dr. Cox on scrubs. Oh, scrubs. That actually, like, we're going to talk about scrubs this week, but um, that he actually, like, very much inspired the way that I dress in the hospital. I, I had a moment where I had the thought, I mean, if Dr. Cox does it, why well, can't? Why can't, why am I wearing, can we talk a second about Scrubs the clothing, not Scrubs the TV show? What about, what about them? Can I tell you something about Scrubs the clothing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Scrubs that you get like at your medical facility. So the ones that they have tons of that they have on shelves and you're supposed to just go get the ones that fit you. And then you're supposed to leave them there, by the way, you're not supposed to take them home. Although that people don't always stick to that. I it is my belief that they are cut all of them for a very specific body type and it is a body type that is broad shouldered and narrow hipped. Oh so masculine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um I but I don't want to sound like I'm accusing every medical facility of like sexism, but I guess <laughs> I kind of am. Yeah. I mean I have never had a pair of scrubs that I've gotten at a hospital fit me in a way that was the slightest bit comfortable. Um, the, they always, if I find one that doesn't like squeeze me in the middle on my hips, Mm -hmm. then 
it's so big and baggy up top. I look like I'm wearing like my parents' clothes or something. Like I look like a little kid walking around pretending to be a doctor. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was always wearing ones that like squeezed really tight around my hips and midsection. So then they would start to ride up. The pants were always the wrong length. So I always had them like rolled up three times at the waist. So I had like this big bunch of material right at my waist with this super tight. It was a weird look. Mm -hmm. And I imagine I'm not the only person who had this issue. The scrubs that people wear on television. I don't know where what hospitals they're working at, but those don't exist. Like, if you watch Scrubs or Grey's Anatomy or whatever, they look so nice in their Scrubs. Those aren't real. Well, don't... I mean, but they have, like, brands that have come out specifically to cater to different body types now, right? I feel like they have, those advertised. Yes. yes, there are there are multiple brands that you can get. And that is what I... Especially since I spent so much time working down at Harmony House and I wanted something to wear there that would be really comfortable, but also, like... I mean, I get I get pretty I I get pretty dirty in my day to day job. I'm down like on my hands and knees taking care of people a lot now. So like the clothes I wear need to be something that can, is durable and I can immediately throw in the washer when I get home and wash over and over again. So like yes, there are many more brands of scrubs now for all body types that feel comfortable and like look kind of cute. Like I get compliments on my scrub pants sometimes because Ooh. they look like joggers. And they come in a bunch of fun colors. So mm-hmm. it just looks like I have joggers in fun colors with like an incredible number of pockets on them. <laughs> Sounds nice. But I just thought I'd throw that out there. That like if you watch people uh, in a medical TV show, the scrubs that they're wearing, I coveted those so much when I was a resident because I never had scrubs that fit and looked like that. And they always felt weird and were like riding up and rolling up and moving in weird places while I'm trying to like take care of people. And I'm thinking, why am I having to think about my scrubs right now? Which is part of why I resorted to wearing t-shirts or long sleeve shirts with scrub pants to get away from the, the terror of the scrub top, which was always so miserable to wear. Now, this is, I gotta ask while we're on the subject of literal scrubs. Um, it, it's kind of true. I was looking back at pictures from the show to make sure I wasn't misstating. It's kind of true in scrubs. I know I know exactly how it works in Grey's Anatomy because that's a show I've seen like every episode of. Um, in Grey's Anatomy, they have like different colored scrubs depending on like your level of seniority, basically. Like med students are one thing, then residents are another, and then attendings are another. Um, and this one, it's like, dependent on department is that right in scrubs or like where where you're working is that real or does everyone just wear the same thing because i feel like every time i've been to a hospital it's pretty much all doctors are wearing like the same the color i maybe that's true at other hospitals Mm -hmm. certainly that's possible um not at any of the ones i've worked at the ones i've worked at like the only the only thing that like so there's like a general hospital scrub that everybody has access to and our, at our hospital, they're like green. Green, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, the, so at, they're green at our hospital. At the other hospital in town, they're blue. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones everybody has access to. The ones at the VA were this like powder blue. Those were the best. Those were so <laughs> soft and they'd been there a million years. Those were the best scrubs. Um, but <laughs> uh, there are colored scrubs, like different colored scrubs for different positions in the mm-hmm. hospital. Like everybody who wears a purple scrub, purple scrubs in our hospital is a PCA. Okay. So like that kind of, okay. but the, and then, and then there's some loose, like a lot of our respiratory therapists wear blue, but these are not rules. Okay. These are not hard and fast rules. And then like our nursing staff wears all kinds of different scrubs. Yeah. So, and they're, and that's also floor dependent because like if you go to pediatrics, they wear some of the fun scrubs that have like cartoon characters on them and stuff. I like and like those. you don't see that in the ICU, yeah. you know. Interesting. It'd be nice if you did though. Sure. Some, someone, you know, was having a rough time in the ICU. Maybe they want to see someone helping them out who, you know, is wearing like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. There was one, there was one scrub brand this year that came out with a new ombre scrub mm-hmm. um but it's the colors of the bi flag <laughs> but they they're not they're not billing it as bi scrubs like it mm-hmm. in no way says these are bi scrubs but they are like an ombre that starts like blue on each on the top and bottom and then goes to purple and then pink in the middle uh-huh <laughs> so i don't know everybody's like are these bi scrubs or are they ombre scrubs now, see, that is, um, um, 
it's Pride Month, and I know I've got this is this the bisexuals are in the room with me right now, but um, I feel like if somebody that was gonna like remove an organ came in and they were repping the bi flag, and this is no hate to bisexuals, but the entire reputation of bisexuals is chaos. I might be like, I don't know, I don't know, but. <laughs> You, I you don't know where your where your iced coffee and your car keys are. I don't know if I want you to to, to put your hands on my spleen. Oh, I no. support I your rights. I don't support you touching my organs when my chest cavity's oh. open. And I'm looking I was, at my little iced coffee sitting here with my fob disconnected from the rest of my keys, and I don't know where the rest of them are. I just have the fob now. I don't know where the rest of my keys are. So I'm just saying. <laughs> and also, you were definitely late. You were definitely yeah. late for this. Yeah. I was I wasn't. I no. Was, oh, I, oh. This this okay, fictional, this fictional bisexual doctor. surgeon. Yes. That epitome of bisexual I thought you meant surgeon. I was. I was gonna say I usually am, but I'm not today. Late. Listen, I'm not I am talking I am always late. Always late. Just you know, just like a scalpel in one hand, the iced coffee during the swirling of the, the ice mating call on the other hand. We got you. Yeah. Don't worry. Finger guns. Oh no, I'm gonna die. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, I want something simple. It was a lot, like the ombre thing, and you had to wear the top and bottom together. So I was more concerned about, and also like the the pink is the lightest part, and it was in the middle. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I feel like that's a weird visual. I don't know. It was like right over the crotch. Oh. It felt like it was drawing a lot of attention. (laughs) I was looking at That is not how I was envisioning it in my head, now that you say that. My eyes were drawn immediately to the crotch, because that's where the brightest color is and so it looks highlighted and I looked at them and thought I'm staring at the crotch I don't want and so I didn't want to get them you know because like I don't (laughs) I don't want people staring at my and maybe it's just me maybe I'm the only weirdo out here I don't know but the brightest color was right in the middle and so my eyes were immediately drawn (laughs) to the crotch are you looking for these scrubs I looked up by flag scrubs and you there's nothing there (laughs) that you don't get anything for that if you look up ombre scrubs, you'll find them. Now, okay, wait. I don't want to tell you the name oh. of the brand. Don't don't say the name because like I this won't. is a controversial brand of scrubs that I personally don't purchase. Ah. I would like to point out <laughs> that this one I just found is the only one that fits the description at all. I don't think it's from the brand you're talking about because I think I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's the product is titled Neon Tarot Four Pocket by Pride Scrub Top, and it is a black scrub top that is covered in little images of tarot cards that are all in blue, pink, and purple. <laughs> now that, oh I don't know, that person's up in another level. That person, I'd be like, just I, I, do what you gotta do. I trust you. <laughs> I, I, would wear, I, don't know. I would wear those to, um, like, when I do my volunteer medical services. I think a lot of my patients would get a kick out of that. I think they'd dig that. The model in this picture also is wearing jeans and has like kind of like a, like a middle swoop bang kind of thing going on and I just am trying to picture this person walking in to like provide me with the medical care. I would love it. <laughs> I'd be on board. Also if they made that like just in like a like a button up top it would probably sell really well. That's a good Oh I'd wear that. If that was just like a shirt I'd wear it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can get away with just wearing a scrub top in public though. I feel like you can tell when something can. is a scrub top. It's got like the structure and like little sleeves that kind of it, stick out you know there is no there are no shirts that are like that yeah yeah, yeah. that's not you, can you cut the sleeves off can you can you can you <laughs> there are people who do that like the todd for instance oh yeah mm-hmm. that's right yeah yes yeah. we should stop talking about literal scrubs. yeah yes yeah. that's what this so episode's about actual scrubs so uh, scrubs is a scrubs. tv show uh that was on when did that show start again 2001 i believe 2001 is that right um you can't just Google Scrubs. I know. Like I had that. to. 2001, 2010. <laughs> uh, Scrubs was about the the life and the lives and loves of hospital staff um, following at Sacred Heart Hospital, following primarily like an intern class. So like people just entering their residency, fresh out of medical school and like sort of their progression. And then all the staff around them, the attendings, the nursing staff, the chief of medicine. And then eventually like they added more characters like new residents. They brought medical students in like things progressed, um, which is where a lot of people feel like in later years, the show sort of lost its appeal. Um, I definitely think the earlier seasons are better. Um, 
I have often said, and I know many physicians feel this way too, it is the most accurate in terms of the experience of residency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all the medicine is always accurate, but in terms of what it's like to go through medical training, there's a lot there that's that's very realistic. Like someone was doing their homework and, and talking to people who had really been there mm-hmm. uh, to inform that vibe of the show. Um, so for me, it meant a lot because I watched it before medical school and then I went back and watched it after medical school because it all clicked a lot more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like, yes, this is what it feels like to kind of throw your life into this thing that's supposed to be a job, but then becomes very much who you are and what you are and how you think and feel all the time. Um and it becomes very hard to be anything other than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's something I'm still working out now at this point in my life is like, how can I also be other things and not be a doctor all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm not a doctor in this moment, am I anything? I know that sounds really sad. I don't mean that to be bummery. That sounded a little depressing. It's hard I get for it. me. I don't. I get it. My, my identity is so tied up with being a doctor and what that entails helping people taking care of others putting others needs before my own um to my own like physical detriment because like when you're a resident you don't sleep you don't eat you don't pee if you're too busy and you're taking cares like especially if you're like in a surgical residence or something you're running traumas and you've got to pee you hold it until the patient's stabilized and you can go pee like you put everything above your own physical needs and that bleeds into your life in so many ways, it becomes really hard to to like function. And I think you see that in the characters who have trouble mm-hmm. with like relationships and friendships and just like normal functioning as adults because so much of who you are has become this thing you do. Mm-hmm. do I don't know. Do people ever wear diapers? In an episode Ugh. of Grey's Anatomy, that's a plot point is like they want to be in on a really long surgery. So they wear diapers so they don't have to leave. You know, is that real? I have never seen that. I have never seen that. I would not, it would not shock me at all if people have done that. Surgeons are hardcore. That kind of disrupts I, the whole surge, like sterile field gonna, yeah. you have to go pee. business, right? Well, I mean, you, I know you, people restrict their fluid intake so they won't have to pee. Surgery. Um, but see, you've got to also eat lunch, though, or else you'll lock your knees and pass out. I almost did that once. I almost plunged head first into an open abdomen. <gasps> okay. <laughs> yeah. I felt what was happening and, and said something so that I could step back from the table and that, sit down and drop scrub. Is there coming back from that, if that happened, if you just face planted into somebody's <laughs> stu- Body stuff? Body cavity? Uh, I feel like that's like, you know, it's like, okay, give us your license, you're done. Like, or does that happen? And you're like, what? Everybody gets one. Everybody I, gets one. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't, because passing out or almost passing out in the OR is, I don't want to say it's common, that because that's scary. For everybody out there, for all people who may ever need surgery in your life, that's a really scary thing to say is like, yeah, people pass out in the OR all the time. But it is not uncommon for people to get lightheaded or woozy, and certainly people have passed out. Um, it's super hot. You're under these really bright lights. Uh, if you're if you're the surgeon, you're doing something. But for a lot of the other people in the room, it's a lot of holding something very still, especially as a medical student. You're often in charge of like holding a retractor or something, mm-hmm. which means grip this tightly. And then use all of your tension and energy and focus and everything to hold this exactly where it is. Do not move a fraction of an inch and stay that way for the next 20 minutes or something. Mm. Um, and so you tense up your whole body so you can see where passing out is a frequent thing. And then also yeah. these are people who aren't eating and drinking like they should. Sure. Um, so it is, I am certain someone has fallen onto a patient. I'm certain that has happened. I, I mean, I don't know about it. I'm not saying I've seen it, but mm-hmm. like it just statistically, it had to have happened at some point. The, the OR staff, especially like the people who aren't in scrubs. So mm-hmm. like, or aren't scrubbed in. Scrubbed in means you're sterile. Like, and you walk around with your hands like out in front of you. Yes. You're sterile. You go, you, you wash your hands uh, and arms up to the elbow very intensely. You scrub under all your nails. Like it's this very long process to do a proper surgical scrub. Mm-hmm. And then when you walk in, you just hold your hands out um, and they slide your gown on you and slide the gloves on your hand. And at that point, you can't touch anything. Mm-hmm. You can't touch your body. You can't touch your face. All you're touching is the patient. 
Um, so to drop scrub means you've done something, you've to, touched something, yeah. and or you've taken the scrub, whatever. There are people in the room who aren't scrubbed in circulators and stuff to go run and get things as needed, and mm-hmm. they're pretty good at spotting when like a med student's about to go down. Yeah. Anyway, that's the whole OR. Pers- I don't know if anybody was curious what it's like in there. Well, see, Sydney, I've watched a lot of medical TV, so really, I'm just I'm well versed. If you ever see a surgeon in a medical show touching their face, and you'll see this sometimes. I have seen that, or like touching their glasses or their goggles or something. Yeah, I've seen that. Immediately, somebody will tell you to walk away. Yeah. Like, you you have broken scrub, and you're contaminated. Immediately, somebody will tell you to walk away from the table, and you have to re-scrub. Yeah. You have to start over. That's pretty intense. I bet it's nice to have someone help you get dressed, though. Yeah. That'd be nice. And you do a little spin so they can tie your gown around you. Oh, see, that sounds lovely. Yeah, you, they slide the gown on you and they tell you to spin. Hold this tag and spin. And it reminds then you spin me of like around a, and then like, they tie you in. Like a quick change in the theater, except it is in the surgical theater. There's an art to it. Medical students <laughs> out there, cute. let me give you a tip. Go in and introduce yourself uh, to all of the OR staff before. Ask them about these things um, and you're, it'll all be smoother for you when you go in to scrub in. <laughs> Um, we should talk more about the about the actual show. The show scrub, yeah. sure. Um, but first, let's check the group message. Uh, so Father's Day is coming up. Um, and also like our dad specifically just had a birthday. Yep. Although Taylor, you stole him <laughs> for his birthday. You stole him away to New York. Hey, you all got like all of the last. I don't know decade of his birthday 64 i got one <laughs> we gotta we gotta wait till next year to celebrate his birthday now can't so, do it this no. year <laughs> i have a present no, no joke i do have a present for dad and i don't know when to give it to him now i've just been keeping it in the house wondering what, yeah. what do i do i got a card and then i realized like well now it's a whole other month and i, I just have this card this sitting here yeah. anyway that's a Anyways. side note you may be wondering <laughs> Like, what is a great present to give uh, for any occasion, not just like a Father's Day, Mother's Day, but like a birthday, whatever, when it's somebody you care about, um, but you want to give them something personal, something meaningful. StoryWorth is a great idea if you're looking for something that would help you, like, connect more or show somebody that you want to know more about them. Um, StoryWorth is the perfect, the perfect thing for that. So basically, it's an online service that helps you and it can be your dad or anybody that you care about connect more by sharing stories and memories. There's probably a lot of stories you've heard, especially from some of your loved ones that you've known a long time, like your parents. Um, But maybe like our dad, they kind of tell you the same stories over and over again. (laughs) And maybe those stories change, but still you want to know more. You want to know about other things and you don't always know exactly what to ask. Well, every week StoryWorth will email your dad or whoever you choose to send it to a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. So there's all kinds of unique prompts, and you get to pick the one that you think would be the most interesting for you to learn about your loved one. So what is one of your fondest childhood memories, or have you ever feared for your life? That's intense. Anything like that, um, you can. StoryWorth will send this prompt. Uh, they answer it, and then after a year, StoryWorth will compile all of these questions and stories. They can even put photos in there if they want into a beautiful keepsake book that the whole family can keep uh, and share for generations. So it's a really great thing because, like, I know our dad has lots of great stories um, and he loves to tell stories. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're all busy. We're all adults now and we don't always have time to hear all those stories. This is a great way where he could type those up quickly once a week. And then we have those to share, to read, to talk about. It's nice. Uh, That's something that I think would be nice for my kids as well to, like, know more about their pop. Um, So it's a really great present to give somebody that you care about to learn things you had never even thought to ask them. So, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out StoryWorth, what should they do? Give all the fathers in your life a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash stillbuffering. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash stillbuffering to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay, we should actually talk about the show scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. Um... (laughs) So, what did you had you ever seen it before, Riley? Um, yes, in passing, I'm pretty sure probably at your house yeah. before it's like been on. So I knew the characters. Like I knew Zach Braff was was up in there. Um, He's uh, JD, the main character. Yes, um, but I was not familiar with the plots or things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So not really. No. There's basically JD, who's a medical intern, Elliot Reed, who's a medical intern, and then Chris Turk, who's a surgical intern. And those are sort of your three entering doctors, young doctors starting on their journey. You've got Dr. Cox, who is um, the attending physician who's training J.D. and Elliot. Uh, you've got Kelso, Bob Kelso, the chief of medicine, who's like, he's the stand-in for the administration that's like destroying healthcare. Mm. That's him. Um, and then you've got Carla, who's uh, our nurse, who is like teaching the young interns all the all the you know getting them used to everything showing them the ropes and then eventually becomes um turk's wife mm-hmm. and the two of them get married and have have a kid spoilers well i mean <laughs> and that that's early on though yeah. yeah they hook up early on and then there's like ancillary characters that hang around a lot that are pretty funny like the todd mm-hmm. who's like you're you're kind of stereotypical like meathead surgeon who says terribly offensive things like <laughs> who makes inappropriate sexual comments 24 mm-hmm. 7 hmm. and ted the like beleaguered hospital lawyer who is under the thumb of administration sorry about your lawyer representation there that's okay i'm pretty it's pretty standard <laughs> in the in the tv world not in real life i don't take anything i say as speaking for legal experience just in tv um (laughs) i was going to ask um if you i feel like this is probably true but i'm just assuming did you like feel like in elliot did you watch and feel like a like you related to her yeah i felt like that was probably something that when you were you know going through med school watching the show you probably i did um definitely more so than jd um Mm -hmm. JD is a very specific type of guy character from that era, I feel like. Zach Braff. Zach Braff, <laughs> yes. Zach Braff character. Who has continued to only play Zach Braff characters. <laughs> but he's he's the evolution of a I feel like yes, it is Zach Braff, yes, absolutely. But it's also the evolution of like a John Cusack character. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, no. I mean that's all the same it's the same guy. What is that? I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like, what will we call that guy? I'm trying not to be mean about it or, like, diminutive. But, like, that guy. We know who that guy is. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's smart. He's generally pretty nice. Um, He's funny-ish, but not nearly as funny as he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. He's in touch with his emotions, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, like, progressive in that way, like... He'll cry. But he assumes um, his emotions are the most important ones. In, in yeah. Yes. He's like a, he's a Ted Mosby. Yes. It's a Ted it's Mosby. A, it, Ted Mosby is in this same model of guy. Ted, Ted has a little more like uh, structure to him. Yeah. <laughs> he's not quite so uh, jello, but like. I but feel like it's like, just the the white male character who like is doing just enough to be above like the stereotypical like you kind of guy that like you know in the movies like you tell the girls stay away from or whatever like ends up like being the bad guy like he's a step above that but he's aware of that he, so he's he, pretty like confident that like yeah I'm I'm a good one yeah he is the protagonist. That is, he's the protag. <laughs> that that's it's. I don't know. I mean, in, in anime, it's just like protag. That's oh, that's the yeah. guy that you can other men can insert themselves into because it's kind of how they like to see themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the the character. I I do feel yeah. like though that at the time cause he's the guy who is he's not gonna stare at your chest as soon as you meet him. But also, he's going to want credit for not staring at your chest yeah. as soon as you meet him. But then he's right? also, there's going to be an entire fantasy sequence about your chest in a, another yes. cut, which is fine because yes. we know deep down he's a good guy because we've gone out of our way to establish that deep down he's a good guy. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not and a it's, bad character. Something... It's just it's, it's the same character over and over again. It's a very <laughs> it specific is. character. It's a very specific character. It's also like he's co- he constantly gets a pass for being kind of immature mm-hmm. kind of like a little boy mm-hmm. and like that's part of the appeal of this character is like you've got to take care of him mm-hmm. which i guess is something that some people are attracted to <laughs> not not this person speaking but i guess that is 
like it's the quintessential people, nice guy yes mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I always felt like there was an edge to JD where like he is the nice guy, but also he's the guy who will say, I don't know why you won't just see that I'm the nice guy. Why do you keep dating these bad guys when you won't just see like I'm the nice guy? Oh, no, But that is absolutely part of the nice guy persona. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, yeah, that. Um, yeah, it's, it's I, Elliot, I deserve credit I, for being nice where the rest of us just have to be nice. <laughs> That's just part of society, buddy. <laughs> I, I like Elliot because she is such a mess in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always felt like it was refreshing. She's a she's a female character who definitely like, I mean, a lot of the time women would fall into two categories, right? Like they're either like super cool, super hot girl who has everything together and like, mm-hmm. but also just wants to kick back and eat a pizza with you because mm-hmm. she's just like that, right? I think a she's pick me girl. Guys. A pick me girl is yeah. what that is. Mm-hmm. Either that or like there's the like, super mean intense hardcore b word Mm -hmm. and like elliot starts to fall into that mold a little but then i really feel like they pull her back from that by making her kind of a mess like she's working really hard she wants to be really good at this her main concern isn't relationships her main concern eventually that changes Mm -hmm. but in the beginning it's very much like i want to be good at this and this is really hard and i'm struggling Obviously, part of that gets tied into like her dad's a doctor and she's trying to make her do- her dad proud of her mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I feel like they give her a little bit more room to be a whole person than especially like in the early 2000s women would get in mm-hmm. a TV show. Um, it kind of changes. There's a part where they talk about the way that um, they talk about doctor's hair and he talks specifically about women doctors and the way their hair looks. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I've said it too and I don't know if like I had osmosed it from the show but there were a lot of times where I'd go to work and my hair was clean and I did brush it and that is it and I can't say anything else for whatever was going on up there Mm -hmm. I know I showered that morning I know I brushed it after the shower and then it was just sort of this like fried frizzy thing on my head that eventually I would sort of slick back into a ponytail because I had work to do. And that was it. And they talk about that. And it was so relatable to me as like a young doctor, like, Mm -hmm. oh man, yeah. Cause we all put our looks second. And then that's when Elliot starts departing from somebody I can relate to. Cause like her thing is she gets up at 3 AM every morning so that she can do a full face of makeup and do her hair and put together her whole look and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I didn't know anybody like that in residency. Mm -hmm. That has to be pretty rare. I I would think so. Yeah. There are attendings who do that for sure. Mm-hmm. Not me, but there are attendings who do that. But I and on both sides, like I this is not this is not I'm not saying this is just a woman thing. Sure, yeah. There's some guys who show up at work and you know they put the time in. But uh but Elliot I started to lose track of her when she became really cool. And then it became about like looking for love and mm-hmm. then it became about marriage. And then I was like, well, I can't really relate to all this stuff. Well, no, I don't. you say as a as a married as a married woman. Well, it just they made it more central to <laughs> no, what I she know, cared I know. about. You I know what I mean? Like it was it was that. a big yeah. motivator for her to her. And no, I know what you mean. I, I know. Like I remember watching it when it was on and I watched a bunch of it uh, the first couple seasons for this, but I didn't make it all the way to the end. Do her and JD end up together or no? I was going to ask that. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. yeah. They do. Oh, okay. It's a long, windy road. Like, she almost gets married um, mm. to uh, Dude Meister um, that she's dating. Oh. That's his last name. Oh. Yeah. Kurt? Is that it? What's that his first right, name? Right? Kurt? I'm forgetting his first name. Anyway. I almost said Turk. That's not right. Dude Meister is his last name. I remember that. Um, she is like, like she cancels the wedding like the day of, like she is that close to getting married to him. Um, and at the same time, JD uh, has a one night stand. Well, I know he had just started dating um, the urologist there and then she becomes pregnant. And so they decide to like move in together and try to make it work, even though they weren't necessarily at that point. You know, they try to like stay together and um you think he's going to do that. And then at the last minute, he's like, I can't, I can't do this. This isn't Kim is her name. And then they sort of drift apart for a bit and end up back together. 
So they're like a they're the Ross and Rachel or the yes Nick and Jess or yes they Ted are the will they won't they couple of the entire show, okay. which is rough yeah. because they don't give a lot of motivation for like the times that they fall apart and get mm-hmm. back together. It's always hard to understand why, other than like sometimes it's just like JD changes his mind. Like at one point he steals her away from uh, her boyfriend, um, and then just decides on a whim he doesn't want her anymore. Yeah, well, they they have such a structure to the episodes where there's always a point, like there's a there's a lesson to every episode, sort of a setup that like the introduction mm-hmm. feeds into the mm-hmm. end. So it's like the first time they got together, and it's kind of like like it's built into the structure that they're not together by the end of the episode. It felt very strange, like they just got annoyed with each other over the course of the day, and then that's it. And it, like it fit in a narrative structure, but it also just yeah. felt very against what the characters had done up to that point. I feel yeah. like that's one of, one of the things that always irked me a little as I watched it is like the idea that two medical interns would have trouble making it work is not shocking. Like their schedules are going to be opposite if they're on the same team. Like they're going to be constantly passing ships. You know, I mean, they're, they're never going to get to see each other. They're both going to be super stressed. They're both trying to figure things out. There's going to be a lot of intensity there. Um, but I don't know that they explain it that way, right? Like, I don't know that they tie it to it is almost impossible to have a relationship, like, to be a good partner in those early years. I know, like, throughout residency, I was a really bad partner. Mm-hmm. I know I must. I mean, Justin hasn't said this, but I, I know I was because I was not only was I physically unavailable because I was not here. Mm-hmm. I was at the hospital all the time. But emotionally the stuff that I was having to go through was so huge for me. I didn't have room for anything else. And it was hard. And I would really get resentful if anything else was laid on me. Cause I'm like, I, I saw someone die today. How do you expect me to deal with anything else? Like, do you know what I went through? Do you know how hard I worked and my brain and my heart and my soul are all completely empty now mm-hmm. and I've got nothing for you. So the idea that in that, that, three-year, four-year, however long you're a resident period, you can't really maintain a successful relationship. That's not surprising. Mm. Yeah, I will say that, I mean, I I could imagine that based on things you have said and conversations we have had about your experience. And then a show like Grey's Anatomy is like all about how hard it is and emotionally mm-hmm. taxing because it's much more of a drama. And I feel like you're right. This one, it, it scrubs doesn't really show that like, well, maybe the reason that things don't work is because this is like a really hard point in people's lives. <laughs> it's not like, you know, this isn't a show about relationships or like just a group of friends that hangs out and like, Oh, well didn't work out. Yeah. Like, well, no, this is like probably the hardest thing these people are ever going to do. And I don't think they always lean into that mm-hmm. as a, sometimes they have like montages where mm-hmm. like JD doesn't sleep for a couple of days or something yeah. or like he's going in and out of the hospital a lot and it's just all the same. It doesn't feel, I mean, some days feel, it doesn't feel like that. It's all, it's like moments of panic with stretches of yes, boredom, but then like so many moments of intense panic and fear that you're going to screw up that, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, your cortisol levels are through the roof the entire time. Well, that's what I found that the episodes I enjoyed the most were the ones that focused less on the inner relationships of the characters and more on just trying to say something about what it is to be in medicine. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't I think it's in, I think it's in the first season, right? The one where it's about how one in three patients die. Or they're yes. talking about like, and they each, the three, each of the three main characters have a patient. And mm-hmm. I think you, the setup is you think that one of them is going to die one of them Mm -hmm. is going to have to face the death of a patient. And the end is that all of their patients die. Mm -hmm. And that was just such a, like, you know, for a show that you might not, like, is this a happy, like, a goofy show? Is this a serious, it's like, it's such a heavy episode to just kind of be thrown in there. But it's also poignant because it's, you know, addressing something that you all face directly. I think think they do a good job. When they do that, I think you're right. I think they do a really good job of it. And that's when the show's at its best. Um, if you all didn't get to the part where, so Dr. Cox is with Jordan, his ex-wife, then wife, then ex-wife again, like they're together the entire time. It's just, they work better when they're divorced, they decide. Mm -hmm. So they get divorced and stay together. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's a great character too, but they, uh, her brother is played by Brendan Fraser. I don't know if you got to that. I don't think so. So he was like a guest star for a few episodes. 
and he shows up and he uh, Dr. Cox has to be the one to and they're like best friends Dr. Cox diagnoses him with cancer mm. and the episode where he dies is one of the like it, it made me cry when I re- made me cry this time when I rewatched it because it's just like it's so intense with like Dr. Cox not being able to accept it like becoming delusional because he can't accept it mm-hmm. um, because it's like what he does is save people and here's somebody who means this much to him and he couldn't save him there's another one. The Dr. Cox episodes speak to me more now that I'm old. Mm. Um, there's another one where he has three patients in the ICU who all need transplants. And they get, like, somebody comes in who's a donor, and they all get transplants. And then you find out that she had rabies. And so they've just given organs that are infected with rabies to these other three patients. No, oh, no. And so then he, he has, you have to watch Dr. Cox try to save each one of them, and each of them die one at a time. And at the end, he quits. I mean, he comes back eventually. Yeah. But, like, he quits because he just can't do it. Like, and it, that feeling, watching him do that, is, like, so. it's it's very intense. It's like, God, I know, oh, I know exactly that moment when he realizes, I just killed three people, you know? Yeah. They do that really well. They just don't do it enough. Oh, it's that tough balance of it's a comedy show and That's you want to make people laugh. <laughs> Well, also when it takes place in a setting like a hospital where people do die and horrible things happen and you have to include some of that or else it's unrealistic if it's like, oh, every episode in this hospital is just a fun, goofy time. It's a great hospital. (laughs) No one dies here. Well, it's like, are you making a show for people like you, Sid, who will understand all of that stuff and like that's something you can relate to? Or is it just we're trying to appeal to the everyman? So sometimes it's Mm -hmm. just got to be some goofy hijinks about relationships. Well, I I always thought one of the things they did that was so smart on a show like this is one of the nurses, Laverne, dies halfway through the series. Um, The character dies. They bring this same actress back as her twin sister. Oh, my gosh. Shirley. (laughs) And she's so this exact same character, essentially. And like she's got the same like sort of mannerisms and like like it's the same character. Yeah. They've just renamed her Shirley and she continues to be in this show. Yeah, that's good. And everything. So I felt like that was good for a comedy because you have this moment where you're like, oh, my God, like they, they're killing off Laverne. How could they do that? Like this is a funny show. And then they they kind of undercut yeah. it. That's very good. Yeah. I don't know. Did you like it? Yeah. Hey, do you like Scrubs? Oh yeah, yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed rewatching it. That's like, I know I watched it back when it was on, like not consistently enough to know all the plot points, but I, it's a good thing to have on. It's, it's like, it's funny enough. It's got enough interesting like medical stuff. It's got some good, some okay relationship stuff. I will say that just as a caveat, if anybody has never seen it, it was made in the early two thousands, and some of the early humor is so homophobic um just just so like i don't know like the the todd who is the like alpha male surgeon guy they have a running joke that's basically like well he's probably gay Mm -hmm. and closeted and it which is just such a like bad stereotype of the time and like that he obviously is like sexually harassing people like he smacks butts and stuff you know like and all of it is played for laughs um, it's very much the the same as a lot of other yes. shows from that time. Yeah, they 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 have questionable like racial comments that they make, sexist comments that they make. There's lots of that. Um, it got better over time, I will say. And they went back and tried to like fix things. Really? Well, there's so Doctor Cox. One of the running jokes is that he calls JD by girls' names all the time to make him feel bad about himself. Mm-hmm. And later on, he, like, clarifies, like, I just want to make it clear to you. I'm not calling you by girls' names because I because I have a problem with gay people. And then he goes on to talk about how much he loves gay people. And then he's like, no, I'm calling you by girls' names because you're a little girl, because you're, like, a child. And I have to teach you because you're, like, a little child. So that was his message to the audience. That was to the audience yeah. to say, like, we realize this was homophobic. And now a couple years have passed and we're trying to fix it. <laughs> It's very well, clear that that's what they're doing. <laughs> this is better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, is still sexist. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's the bigger problem there, but all right. I know. But all of that is in there. It does get somewhat better with time. Um, but the show, 
I don't know. Anyway, I, I think it's I think it's worth watching occasionally, especially if you're anybody in medical training, you'll find a lot of it very relatable. They cribbed a lot of it from the book The House of God, you can tell, which is like about medical residency. Mm. And and very resonant for those of us who have gone through it. Mm. Well, thank you for uh having us watch this. I yeah. it'd been a very long time since I'd watched any of it, so well, thanks. Good to go back and re- actually watch it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Discussion about scrubs and and scrubs and scrubs, scrubs and scrubs. Uh, Tay, what's next? Uh, I thought we could talk about Paramore next. Early, yeah, two thousands band. Hey. Still, they just had an album release, so they're still they're still out there, still playing out. But mm-hmm. yeah. awesome. Well, let's do that. Yeah. All right. So next week we'll check out Paramore. Um, thank you both for watching Scrubs. Uh, thank you, listeners. You should go to MaximumFun.org for lots of other great uh, podcasts that you would enjoy. Um, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I, I am, am too. Uh, should I make you all watch Suits? It's a real show. Is that about lawyers? It's about lawyers. <laughs> really? Yes. It's a real show? Yes. Oh my gosh. Meghan okay. Markle was on it. Is it as funny as Scrubs? No. Oh, well. If you want to make us watch it, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest Trek is the podcast for all your modern Star Trek needs. It's funny, informative, and now it's also timely. That's because every Friday, right after the release of a new episode of Strange New Worlds, Picard, Lower Decks, Discovery, or Prodigy, we bring you a review of that episode. There's some great new Star Trek coming up, and we're going to cover all of it. You'll like our show because we're both former video producers, so we bring a lot of insight into the production and filmmaking aspects to these episodes. And we also have a very refined sense of humor, so we make lots of delightful fart jokes along the way. So come see why Greatest Trek is one of the most popular television recap podcasts on all of the internet. Subscribe to Greatest Trek at MaximumFun.org or in the podcast app you're using right now. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.